This is Saving Grace, Living in the Light of God's Love, a broadcast ministry of Grace Center for Spiritual Development and Grace School of Theology, a seminary to the world, committed to the truth of Scripture and life application through the lens of grace. And now, our program. Hello, I'm Carmen Pate. I'm your host for today's program. C.S. Lewis wrote, A continual looking forward to the eternal world is not, as some people think, a form of escapism or wishful thinking, but one of the things a Christian is meant to do. Now, it doesn't mean that we're to leave the present world as it is. If you read history, you'll find that the Christians who did most for the present world were just those who thought most of the next. Lewis goes on to say, It is since Christians have largely ceased to think of the other world that they have become so ineffective in this. Aim at heaven, and you'll get earth thrown in. Aim at earth, and you'll get neither. Well, today we want to talk about living a life now that counts for eternity. And back with us is Tracy Marshall. Tracy is a member of the Board of Trustees for Grace School of Theology, and serves as co-director of the Women's Institute at the Grace Center for Spiritual Development. In addition, she is the executive director and president of the Board for Transparency USA, whose mission is to provide clear, accurate, easy-to-understand information about the money in state politics. Well, Tracy received both her bachelor and her law degree from Duke University. She practiced employment law in Dallas, Texas, before moving with her family to Midland, Texas, back in 2002. She and her husband are founding members of the Grammar School at Midland Classical Academy, where she served for many years in various roles, including as chairman of the executive committee. She's the author of the Bible study we're discussing, Security and Significance. Welcome back, Tracy. Oh, Carmen, I'm glad to be here again. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, last week we talked about our search for significance and finding it in the unconditional love of God that gives us that free gift of eternal life with him when we trust Christ for forgiveness of sin. Uh, It's a love that can't be earned, a love that can't be lost. And the moment we believe the Holy Spirit seals the deal, and begins a transformation in our lives to enable us to live a life of significance, a life that counts for eternity. So, Tracy, let's talk about the incentive for Christians to live now in preparation for eternity. Yes, Carmen, this is one of my favorite subjects because it has um, changed my life like just about nothing else. And it's the concept of understanding that God offers us eternal rewards um, for living a faithful life of, of good character and good works while we're here on earth. It's understanding that the role of good works um, actually impacts me now and eternity and into eternity. Um, I think that God is the ultimate good parent, of course. He's our ultimate good and perfect father. And he wants us as his children to obey him and follow him out of love. Of course, that is first and foremost, and nothing matters without love. Nothing counts without love. But 
he also, as the perfect parent, understands that sometimes we need some incentive. Um, my little granddaughter right now is potty training, and she's getting M&Ms when she sits on the potty. And right. um, sometimes we as adults still need a little incentive to um, do the right thing and keep from making a mess of our lives. And so uh, we see that, that God, as this perfect parent, also offers us incentives and rewards. Yes. He understands us so well. And, and, you know, also just because he is a good, good father, he is the father of all gifts that are coming down. Uh, and it's because he just wants to lavish his love upon us. And uh, so it's, it's truly a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And sadly, Tracy, uh, even though the Bible is very clear about rewards and running the race in life to win, uh, there are some who object to the idea of rewards. Let's talk about some of those object objections and, and what your response is to that. Sure. Um, Carmen, I think the objections that people have to this idea of God rewarding us for our um, behavior or our good works, they kind of fall into two categories I've seen. Um, and the first objection is that for anything, for heaven to be perfectly good, the outcome has to be perfectly equal. And um, I think That may sound good on the surface, but it's just, frankly, not a biblical idea. Honestly, this idea that goodness is only achieved when outcomes are perfectly evil, frankly, has its roots in socialism and Marxism, but that's another conversation for another day. But um, but what we see in Scripture is we we don't see that. We see that people are held accountable, first of all. 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, we believers, talking to believers, Um, must all stand before the judgment seat, the judgment seat of Christ, and give an account for the things done in the body, whether good or bad. Um, We see differing degrees of position in heaven. We don't see everyone the same. Um, We see in Matthew, in Mark, in in, uh, Luke, many times in Scripture, Jesus says the last will be first and the first will be last, saying that there is a first and last in heaven. Um, We see from the parable of the talents that different servants, different believers are given different rewards. Yes. Um, And all through Revelation 3, we see this kind of progression where the more faithful someone is or the harder um, it is for them to endure, martyrdom, etc. in this life confers on them greater degrees of closeness to um, Jesus in the in His kingdom, and so Scripture is full of this idea that um, while we can be perfectly happy beyond our wildest imagination, like we talked about last week, there are um, it's not going to all be the same experience for everyone. Yeah. Um, the second objection, second kind of category of objection that I hear to this, um, really bothers me more than the first. And that idea is, it kind of goes something like this. People will say, well, um, I just love Jesus. I don't need rewards. Or I'm not worried about that. I just, I just, I just love Jesus. I don't, I don't need rewards. And I think that that is actually, Carmen, it's this prideful attitude. Like, I'm so good, I don't need it. But cloaked in trying to cloak it in kind of a false humility. Like, oh, no, no, no. Don't give me anything. I don't need that. And the problem with that is when we as believers say, I don't need rewards, we're basically telling Jesus, 
that we don't believe what he said we needed. Like he was wrong when he told us to care about them. Like if we say, I don't care about that, we're telling Jesus, oh, Jesus, you were wrong all those many, many times you told me to care. Because you can't read scripture and not see it chock full of Jesus telling us to care and to pursue these rewards. Here's just a few of a ton of examples. But um, in Matthew 6, he says, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. He tells us, do it, lay them up there. Um, Yes. Matthew 5, Sermon on the Mount, you know, it starts off with the Beatitudes and kind of the climax of the Beatitudes at the end. He says, um, blessed are they, blessed are you when they revile and persecute you, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Okay. So think about that for a minute. Why on earth would anyone in their right mind be exceedingly glad and rejoice when they're persecuted? Well, he says, because great will your reward be in heaven. Uh, Matthew five later, he says, what reward are you going to get if you only love those who love you? Um, he warns also in the Sermon on the Mount not to do any of your good deeds. Don't do your charity. Don't do your prayers. Don't do your giving. Don't do any of it in public. Because if you do, you'll get your reward in heaven in, on earth. Excuse me. You'll get it on earth and you won't get it in heaven. And he's saying, like, don't do that. You're going to mess up. You're going to want it in heaven. And then um, Jesus says in Matthew 16, the son of man's going to come with his angels and will reward each one according to his works. Um, Paul tells us too in first Corinthians, oh, yes. I mean, over and over, but run to win the prize, like run to win, forget about these earthly prizes, run to win the eternal prize. Romans talks about how we're going to each be record, rewarded according to our deeds. And so I think this kind of, um, this attitude, like, I just don't care about that. Um, is, is, a, a big mistake, and it actually flies yes. in the face of what Jesus told us we should care about. Yes, yes. And, you know, Dr. Joe Wall was on the program a while back, and he talked about the fact that the rewards uh, bring honor and glory to mm. to Jesus. Uh, whatever rewards we earn here, it shows that we sacrificed and served him here on mm-hmm. earth. So he receives glory in every single reward that we get. It's not necessarily a pat on our back as much as it is for him. Uh, but of course it is for us as well. But I love that, uh, that picture of it as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very good. Well, you know, we, um, we've talked about the free gift of salvation for those who believe. And now we're talking about winning a prize. You mentioned a gift and a prize. They're two different ideas. Uh, how should grasping the difference in those things, those two things, a gift and a prize affect the way we live? Um, well, I'll tell you, it it affected how I live more than any other truth I've ever learned. Honestly, Carmen, sh- short of understanding what Jesus did for me on the cross and becoming a believer, becoming his child. Um, but I'll tell you kind of just briefly my story and why this, why I'm so passionate about this. But um, I was saved as a young child. I um, don't even really remember a time I didn't believe in Jesus, but um and I went to great churches. My, I had loving parents, raised in good churches, learned a lot of scripture. But sometimes I would not understand. I was taught that once I believed in Jesus, I was eternally secure. 
and that I couldn't be snatched out of his hand, as we mm-hmm. talked about last week. But then I also would see scriptures that talked about losing your reward in heaven, and I thought that meant losing going to heaven, or I would see um, other scriptures like that, and I just kind of didn't know what to make of it. It didn't seem like it all made sense. And honestly, Carmen, I would kind of like, you know, plug my ears and go, la, 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 I just don't really understand that. I just won't pay any attention to it. But how I was living, really, because I believed in Jesus and I knew I had the Holy Spirit. I knew I was um, saved and secure in that. So I kind of lived like I had my ticket to heaven. And I just, okay, so now I know I'm going to heaven, got that done. Now I'm just going to kind of, frankly, I kind of worked hard, played hard, sought after all the things the world offers. Um, I'd screw up. I'd tell God I was sorry. But the only thing I ever heard about why I shouldn't live like that, like live like the world, the only thing I ever heard was, um, well, you should live your life um, like a love letter to Jesus. You should live your life out of, um, you should live rightly because we thank him for what he did for us on the cross and he loves us. And Carmen, let me stop here for a minute and say that is true. That is so true. That is so true. But that's not all that's true. There's also this opportunity to not just to try to tell him we love him because he first loved us. Amen. But also then he says, um, you can not make a mess of your life. Here's a way that you can live your life and you can pursue things that are in service to others that matter, that have a more lasting impact than just your next paycheck or your next promotion. And so it changed everything for me. And it suddenly I had real incentive to start trying to walk and to do the right things. Instead of before, my mindset was, um, well, as a good Christian, I'm going to heaven. I should be nice. That was my job. I should be nice and I should do nice things. And um, then to understand, no, that is, that's weak sauce. That is milk toast. God wants so much more for that than some sort of lame niceness. He's offering us a chance to um, come along with him and change the world, if you will, to change and to dare because we're so secure in his love. We can dare to do great things and we might fall and fail spectacularly. And that's okay because we're secure in his love, but we can come right back and try again. And he offers us this opportunity for significance here, significance there, and to do real meaningful things. And so it just, it just changed everything. Oh, I agree. And, you know, I, I really think it's, it is that abundant life that Christ promised. You know, I came that you might have life, but that you'd have it abundantly. And, you know, when you stop and think, oh, what does he mean abundantly? I think it's getting past that just doing good because we're Christians and he loves us and we love him. Yes, it is like, oh, no, I want to go on that great adventure. I want to accomplish the spectacular for him uh, and, and just let the world see the joy and the excitement of being a believer in Christ. That's abundant life, Tracy. You know, that's what we want, right? Exactly. <laughs> Now, we may not have the full, yes, we may not have the full picture of rewards, uh, but but there are scriptures that give us some ideas because there are different types of rewards that scripture talks about. Uh, share a few of those with our listeners. 
Sure. Um, and I think you mentioned Dr. Joe Wall. He has a couple of great books on these, and he can do a much better job than I can. But I'll tell you, um, they tend to fall in these categories. Um, and um, one of them is we are offered the opportunity to hear praise from our Lord. Like we're offered the opportunity to hear well done, good and faithful servant. Um, we're offered positions in heaven. We've talked about that a little bit. Um, we're offered different crowns um, and crowns for uh, persevering to the end, crowns for enduring persecution or martyrdom, crowns for godly leaders, um, crowns for enduring trials. So different kinds of crowns that he offers us. Um, and then also pleasures. He offers us pleasures forevermore. And like we talked about, greater things than we can even imagine in this human body. So um, all kinds of categories, I'd say, of eternal rewards. One of my favorite uh, is the being in his presence. Uh, that's, where, that's where we find pleasure. That's where we find true enjoyment. And just the idea that I think he will, just as Christ did on earth, uh, he had masses following him, but then he chose the 12 and then he had the three that were closer. Then he had the most intimate, perhaps with John. Uh, I believe that we'll see that in heaven as well. I think that maybe uh, perhaps there'll be those that will have a closer intimacy with with Christ than others. But it was based on our love for him and our service here. Uh, I don't know if you've, you've given that some thought about our intimacy with him. I think that that is exactly right. This position of being closer and this amount of pleasure, and that is from closeness and intimacy with Christ. Absolutely. I think that that's certainly part of it, a huge, maybe the most important part of it. Yes, yes. Well, you know, in our fallen world system, Tracy, with our sinful flesh still active, it's so easy to be lured by Satan's counterfeits of reward. So let's talk about some of the lies and schemes of the enemy that really become counterfeit uh, to what God is offering. That's exactly right. Um, Satan's the master uh, of counterfeits, right? He's always offering us the, um, the discount version of the true uh, beautiful reward that's for us. Um, yes. I think it's... Um, Satan's put these counterfeits kind of in three categories um, that are opposite of what God offers. So I think the first is um, pride or egotism. So it's building yourself up. It was, uh, we see these things with Eve, that with the original sin, all the things that Satan offered Eve, he offered her um you will know good and evil. You'll be like God, making herself big. He offered her um, you, the beautiful thing she could see, this beautiful fruit. And he offered her um, the taste that, that, that it tasted good to her. So three things. Um, build up her pride. Um, offered her things, materialism, greed. That's the second category. And the third thing is sensual pleasures. Like in that case, it was what she would taste. It's all the um, pleasures of our body. And th those are the counterfeits to an even better version that God offers us, 
where he offers us um, praise from him. He offers us uh, eternal possessions in the forms of crowns and homes. And, um, and then he offers us joy and intimacy instead of these discount um, pleasures. We see Satan do those same things again with the three things he tempted Jesus with in the wilderness. He appealed to his pride. He appealed to his hunger and he appealed to, he said, I'll give you all these kingdoms that you see. So he offered him things and greed. So they generally fall into those categories, pride, materialism, greed, and uh, sensual hedonistic pleasures. Those are the counterfeits. And, and it's so important for us to guard our heart and our mind, to stay focused on the word, stay focused on the Lord so that uh, we're not empty and leaving a space for the enemy to fill that void in our lives when really we know that only the Lord can fill that void with those beautiful things that are eternal and not temporary like the things that the enemy offers us. But it's sad, Tracy, because we see so much of the world being so gullible, uh, right. falling for all of those those things. So particularly, I would say, for parents you have an opportunity to point your children in the right direction to have their desires fulfilled and that, that it can only be, be filled in Christ. Well, with those counterfeits in mind, Tracy, what caricature do you think that God seeks to reward in us? How can we uh, be focused on those things that, that God will be looking for? when we stand in at the judgment seat of Christ. Oh, sure. I love what you said about Carmen. That was a great point that um, the way that we can avoid um, falling for Satan's counterfeits is scripture. We saw in the wilderness, Jesus quoted scripture back to Satan every time. And what Eve should have done was held fast to the words that G that God had said to her. Um, yes. And so that's that's such a great point of how to avoid um, falling for those tricks. Um, then, but you also pose a great question. Okay, so what does he look to reward then? If we're, we're going to, this is how we avoid falling for the counterfeits. What do we do to earn his rewards? And I think it's kind of, um, it goes back to that verse, or I like to look back at that verse that says, well done, good and faithful servant. I think the good there, we want to be good and we want to be faithful. The good gets at our character and the faithful gets at what we do. And so um, if we first look at our character, like what kind of character does he want to see in us? Um, one of my favorite verses about this, of course, there's the fruit of the spirit um, in Galatians. Super helpful to, to think, am I walking in those things? But there's also this passage in 2 Peter 1. It's it's 2 Peter 1, verses 5 through 11. And it's been called the staircase of character. And it's like, I love how um, Peter wrote it because it almost reads like he keeps looping back and like practicing the last thing before he moves to the next thing and practice, go, says the last thing and then moves on. Kind of has yes. this, this dance to it. And I like that because that's kind of how we have to do life, right? We never go, oh, well, 
I got um, perseverance. I got that one covered. Now I'm now I'm good at perseverance. I don't have to think about that anymore. But it's a it's this um, constant um, desire, this constant effort to walk close to the Lord and to practice these things. So let me just let me just read this scripture. Yes, um, it says. For this very reason, giving all diligence, like practices, add to your faith. Let me stop there. Add to your faith. That faith is the first step. It's the foundation. It's the security we talked about last week. It's yes. our salvation. Yes. It's our, um, the free gift he has offered us and that we've received by our faith. Um, so add to that. You've got that faith. You're secure in that and in his love. So add to your faith um, virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. And so I, there's a beautiful kind of rhythm in that of things that we can focus on, practice to develop our character. And even when their hard times come, or sometimes it's not the hard times, sometimes it's just the monotony of life. When we're in those seasons, we can go back and say, okay, which one of these things am I growing now? Which one of these things is God working on in me? And um, I love, too, that um, it says if these things are in us and abound, we won't be barren or unfruitful. But these are things that God grows in us. I think it's like we can't gin these things up in our own flesh and make ourselves um, godly, make ourselves have brotherly kindness. But we have to take close to him, ask him for it. He gives it to us. He grows it in us. And then he turns around and rewards us for doing it. Like, how cool is that? Uh Amazing. Amazing grace. <laughs> well, Tracy, oh, there's so much more we could have covered. I'm encouraging our listeners to check out the study online and to go through it completely for themselves. Uh, it's just been a joy to have you with us. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, just to have this opportunity to talk about the significance that we have in Christ, the security that we have in Christ, and the eternity that we have with him and all those who love him. Well, we invite you, our listeners, to learn more about Tracy Marshall, her good work, her online study that we've been talking about, Security and Significance. Our website, gsot.etu, that's gsot.edu. While you're there, check out the many courses offered through our degrees program at Grace School of Theology or for those simply wanting to know and love our Dear Lord and Savior, more deeply, check out the Grace Center for Spiritual Development. We're so glad you've tuned in today. We do hope that you're telling others about Saving Grace. We hope you'll tune in each and every week as we bring new guests, new topics uh, to you. And remember, the love of Christ, it can never be earned and it can never be lost. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Saving Grace. For more information about Grace Center for Spiritual Development or this program, 
visit our website at gsot.edu slash center or download the Grace app through your smartphone. Views expressed on this program may not always be the views of Grace School of Theology or its leadership.